All right. Hey, there we go. Hey, you can hear me now. You can hear you now, yes. Excellent. So, <laughs> if you're tuning in and you're hearing Darren and I saying hi to each other, it's because I'm on a platform called Anchor. And this is the first time that I've actually had a, a guest on since I've uh, started up the There Is A Way Out. I did this about two and a half years ago when I was in Minot. Darren, in a second, I'm going to uh, introduce him. But we have been playing around for about 45 minutes through trying to get this to where he could hear me and I could hear him and this is recording and it's on <laughs> Anchor and, and now he can hear me because he's yeah. laughing. Darren was a guest of mine and I'm really impressed that he remembers what episode it was, which was? It was uh, 25, I believe, yes. And he came in to the Minot studio that I was at. I worked at a different radio station then and we sat down and first time we met each other face to face. Darren is uh, a recovering alcoholic like myself. And I don't know about you, Darren, but, um, you know, whatever people want to call it, as soon as they say to me, you're a recovered ED alcoholic, I always stop them. I'm not rude. I say, listen, I'm not recovered. I'll never be recovered. I'm always recovering. Is that how you approach it too? I, you know what? Yeah. For the most part, that is, is what I believe. Um, now I do on the flip side of that there is a part of me that feels that you know once you get to a certain length in time the likelihood does decrease a bit that you're going to go back to it but yes for for the most part I do agree that you are always this is an ongoing process and it will be uh, for the rest of our lives yeah and I agree 100% what you said that this is sec this podcast is called there is a way out um, my sobriety date is 2-17-09. I'll get with Darren's in just a second. Um, I'm not an expert. I don't have a certificate of any kind. Darren knows from listening to my 30 past podcasts two and a half years ago and my first three, this is my fourth now, that um, I do this for the sake of anyone that may be listening who's on the edge, who may think they drink too much. Maybe they have a family member that knows they drink too much, that they can give a listen to this and hear my testimony and hear someone like Darren, that uh, yep. uh, we, we are both uh, in this together. We both wake up with the same goal to make it through the end of the day. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Darren, tell everybody about yourself. How long, what is your recover? Uh, what is your uh, sobriety date and all that kind of stuff? Uh, I uh, just hit 13 years, uh, December 6th. And uh, yeah, December 6th of uh, 2008 is when uh, I decided that uh, I needed to make some changes in my life. And uh, I haven't looked back since. It's been a, it's, uh, this is not an easy path. And, and everybody no. who is, everybody who is in recovery will, will agree with that. But, uh, you know, it is hands down one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. And I got to stop you right there because Darren, you and I are so much alike. And I'll tell you why. When I reach 13, if I get there, and we always have to say that, my sobriety date is coming up in February. Yeah. To me, it's my favorite day of the year, and I will post it and yell it out to anybody on Facebook about it. You know what? Uh, it's uh, Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's something to be proud of. Um, yes. The, the trick with that is uh, not uh, patting yourself on the back too much and buying into your own hype too much. Uh, you know, I, I hear you. Absolutely. It's the way that you can phrase it and you can, you know, say, hey, today's my favorite day of the year. And I'll tell you why. It's my 13th 
year of sobriety. I, you know, it's, it's a big deal. It is. Absolutely. A, it's it's way beyond bigger than my real birthday, which is May twentieth. Yep. Um, because, like you said, it's a, a celebration and it's a real uh, every day. And I'm talking to people who've only been sober five days or fifty years. Every single day is a gift. Yes. Right. Yes. Absolutely. And, and what better way to lightly pat ourselves on the back, but let others know how we're doing? Because I'll tell you. And you probably know about this too, Darren. When you first started going through the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, and you were listening to people speak, wasn't it pretty awe-inspiring hearing somebody that's had so much time and telling you about it? Well, yeah. No. Sober, I I found a meeting um, where there was a lot of older gentlemen in it, and several of these guys had more years of sobriety than I had of. Yeah, no kidding. So, you know how how can that not be inspiring to you? You Absolutely. know, and, and again, what, with, yeah. with promoting ourselves with our on our sobriety birth date and things like that, that you know, if if you're surrounded by people in recovery, it gives the people who are just getting started, you know, it shows them that there is some hope. So that's a good thing. And and was it hard for you? Uh, was it hard for you to lay your ego down and listen? Because I remember when I was first going through the, the program and I was in a recovery home, two of them, I did not want to be there. I did not want to listen. I was just hell bent on doing things my way. This is the part of my story that I do feel a little bit bad about because when I quit, I knew it was my time and I knew that this is something that I had to do. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to say that it was relatively easy for me, but kind of honestly, it was. I, I knew it was my time. I knew that had to be the end of my drinking. And and so uh, it was now get, getting myself into those rooms wasn't the easy part. Uh, that took that was a struggle, but knowing that I had to be done drinking, that was kind of easy for me. Well, there, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, Darren, sorry to interrupt you, but I have to tell okay. you, I, I actually talked about this yesterday, you know, that they will tell you that relapse is part of the program. And, and uh, I have relapsed three different times. And I said yesterday, point blank, that I'm always in awe and envious of those that have been able to get it right off the bat and stay that way because it's not the easiest thing in the world to do to stay sober. Uh, no, I agree with that. And and actually, I did have one relapse. Um, okay, there you go. Before, before my original uh, sobriety, or my sobriety date that I'm on now, yeah. um, I was sober for just about a year one time and was out with some buddies one night and thought that I was okay to be out in a place that I was at and shouldn't have been and decided to take a drink. And uh, that steamrolled into five more years out in the drinking world before I finally said that's enough. And, uh, you know, that's 13 years ago now. Now, when you took that, when you picked, when you picked up that drink yeah, and you slowly took it to your lips almost in slow motion, did you know right away that... Uh, that you were going to be in a war that the, the cycle was going to start all over again? Uh, 
To be honest with you, uh, at the time that the uh, glass was to my lips, I, that never even crossed my mind. Um, yeah. Ap after that drink, I controlled it for a little while, but uh, then it was back with a vengeance. So. Yeah, the beast, the beast took off. You know. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing, and it says it in the book that many people, after a certain amount of time will challenge themselves and say, well, maybe I can drink like a gentleman. Maybe I can be like a normie and have a beer uh, once or twice uh, a week. Maybe I can have one now and I can have one tomorrow and I'll just slowly start the process, you know? Yeah. But yeah. As, um, I'm, yeah. I'm, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, as you and I both know, it doesn't happen that way. If we're no. alcoholics, um, will realize that um, whatever their cycle is going to be, they'll be right back at it, whether it's two days, three days, or five weeks, whatever you said that you went, until you yep. realize you were full-blown. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's the saying, too much of a good thing isn't enough, you know, and it's, like I said, for a while you can control it, but sooner or later you're right back to just as bad, if not worse, than, than you were before, so... All right, Darren, if you will, Darren and I met uh, probably through, um, did you hear my podcast on and then you reached out? How did we meet? To be honest with you, I don't remember exactly <laughs> how we met. Um, I don't remember either. It was, you know what, I, I'm 90% certain it was through a mutual Facebook connection. Okay, that makes uh, sense. Yep, and and that connection knew that we were both in recovery, and we kind of got uh, got connected that way. Um, also, uh, you you are presently in radio, and I've been in radio too in the past, so that's another connection for us. So that's um, right. That's we talked about that. You were living in Minot at the time, weren't you? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now, for not for people that are listening to this in San Diego, wherever they're at, and they're not. Um, familiar with North Dakota or Minot uh, people people pronounce it Minot because it's spelled <laughs> M-I-N-O-T yep. yep. um, I spent four and a half lovely years there and I loved it it's a small little town I'm in Bismarck now which is about 100 miles I don't even know what direction uh, Derek 100 miles east west whatever of Minot south south. <laughs> south. Go, south so Darren came in I interviewed him um, through Facebook and he said uh, I asked him would you like to be a part of my podcast? And he was gracious enough. He came in, he sat down with me and we started rolling tape just like we're doing now. And, and we went off. So tell everybody, if you will, take a couple minutes and take us yeah. through your, your story. Because I, for me, I don't care who it is that's telling their story. I want everyone to hear what uh, that person's gone through and where they are now. Okay. Uh, well, actually, uh, all things considered, I got started fairly late in life. I didn't start drinking till I was 21. Um, pretty much right away, I had uh, a job in the bar business. And uh, if anyone has ever worked in the bar business, they know that uh, the alcohol just runs absolutely freely there. Yep. Um, easily accessible, uh, whether whether you're working or not, you know. And, absolutely, um, yep. You know, it just, uh, I didn't drink every single day, but on the days that I did or nights that I did, um, unless I was going out to dinner and then 
and had a drink or two with my meal and then went home, then it was fine. But if it was to dinner and then out to a bar, forget it. It was uh, completely to the point where I would uh, get blackout drunk. Yeah. And, uh, you know, throughout uh, throughout that time, I had uh, a few women in my life and uh, who were bragger, always... Bragger. Well, no, what I... No, I'm not bragging because I'm I... Kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, 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 I get it. Um, but I treated them terrible because, you know, uh, when I was drinking, then it was as if I didn't have anyone in my life. And, uh, you know, then things kind of happened through that direction that uh, really shouldn't have when you, when you have someone in your life. And uh, yeah, throughout my drinking career, I call it a career because, you know, it lasted about as long as some people's careers actually do. Yeah. So, um, you know, I got, uh, I got three DUIs throughout my drinking, um, yeah. somehow, somehow, because it was not of my doing, but somehow I never had more than one on my record at a time. Wow. Well, and it, now, now let me ask you real quick at that time yeah. that you were dabbling with, the, uh, different women, yeah. your true, your true love was what alcohol, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, because, because everything else in my life took a backseat to alcohol. So, yeah. I mean, that was definitely my real relationship, even my family, because, uh, throughout my drinking, I was living in Fargo. My family are still in Minot and, you know, on occasion that when my parents would come to see me, you know, I would still spend more time with my drinking buddies and with alcohol than I would with my, my family, you know? So, yeah. Uh, just a, a horrible thing um so yeah i guess back to the duis uh one of them would fall off and pretty much as soon as that one was off my record then i would get another one wow yeah and uh so on on the last one uh i was out drinking with some friends and uh we were actually that night we were doing the responsible thing and we were waiting for a taxi but the bar was closed and it was, you know, in North Dakota in the wintertime, December, so freezing yeah. out. Yeah. So I got tired of standing there waiting outside in the cold for a taxi and uh, I didn't live too far. So I'm like, I can make it. Well, I didn't. <laughs> how, so, how far are you talking about a drive, like a couple of miles? Uh, tops, yeah. It was, it was a few blocks is all. Isn't that something? Yeah, yep. You know, and I, I'm not upset about it. Um, obviously, I got I got taken into jail uh, the next day when I woke up in the drunk tank, and uh, took me a little while to realize where I was. And uh, I was getting out, and they showed me um, my blood alcohol level, and it was over twice the legal limit. Oh, yeah. And uh, that scared the hell out of me. So, you know, I mean, forget something happening to myself. Uh, I didn't want to, you know, if I would have hurt or killed somebody else, that would have been the end of me too. I don't know that I could have handled that. So that uh, put the end of my drinking there. Um, they, they, I got showed, they showed that to you, huh? They showed yeah, that yep, you yep. Know, I was just ironically talking to a friend of mine in San Diego today and I told him, and I don't mean to interrupt you. I just I um, nope. I told him one of the statistics that to me is so shocking that in North Dakota, three DUIs they're still considered misdemeanors each of them. 
Only yep. when you get your fourth one is that a felony. And I'm like, there's something wrong with that. I mean, yeah, yeah, there is. I mean, especially, especially like with my last one, uh, I don't remember the first two. Um, and I don't remember the number exactly on, on the last one, but I know that it was more than twice the legal limit. Um, wow. You know, that itself should be the severity of your, your blood alcohol level should be taken into consideration when they classify it a misdemeanor or a felony. I, I think there's some stipulations uh, where where they actually figure out the punishment, but but you're not labeled a, a felon until your fourth one. Well, uh, apparently somebody stepped in and woke me up at just the right time then. So so after your third one, you saw the blood level um, and we, you were shocked, correct? Yeah, yeah. I and I uh, I got home from uh, from jail that uh, that late afternoon or evening. Um, and I emptied my liquor cabinet down the drain in the kitchen sink, and that was the end of my drinking. Just like you see on TV and the movies, you see people take every bottle that they've got, maybe some that have been hidden if they had a yep. girlfriend, and they pour it down the drain. Now, let me yep. ask you this. At that point, um, had you said to yourself, I'm done enough, I need to seek AA, or what did you think? Um. Well, you know, uh, and the thing is, uh, I obviously with my with my DUIs, I had to go get an evaluation and I went through and did, you know, everything that the courts uh, ordered me to do and this and that. But uh, yeah, after that, I went through and I did everything that they wanted me to. And after that was done, I continued to go to AA and, and things like that. And I went to AA for a good uh, five years straight, three meetings a week. Yep. And, uh, you know, and not, I'm at the point now where I'll go if I feel I need one. AA is, is an awesome program. I love AA. You know, I'm, I'm probably still here because of AA. Um, I think it's very important for people who are just getting started to go to AA. You know, um, I, I, I'm a stubborn guy, so... Uh, after I got to about five years and I had a sponsor at that time and things were going great and this and that and uh, and we were my sponsor and I were, were having a meeting one day and he tells me that uh, I can't remember exactly how we got on the on the topic but he he says to me he goes you can't do this you can't do recovery without AA and me being the stubborn guy I was I said oh yeah watch me and uh, you know, we kind of cut ties and stuff after that and, and things like that. But um, and now being out in Arizona, I've been out here uh, for a year and a half. Uh, I think I'm going to start looking around for for some meetings to go to here and there. But I think, like I said, I've got no no bad feelings towards AA. I think it's a great program and everybody should go to it. Of course. Well, here's what I'm getting from what you're just telling me. And sir. Sure. There's different sides of the coin. I've got a friend also in San Diego that goes to as many meetings as he possibly can. And yep. he'll quiz he'll quiz me sometimes in a good natured way and ask me yep. how many meetings I'm going to a week and this and this. <laughs> but it's it's what you do for yourself that's your own program. Whether if you go to bed and right before you go to sleep, you think about what your life was like in your worst of days and Absolutely. that and that propels you to get through another yep. day the following day yep. and 
that's awesome. I also talked about having dreams. Do you ever have any dreams of relapse? Oh my God. Um, nothing lately, but the first year or two, yeah, I, I would bolt out of bed in the middle of the night and look around and realize, oh, I, I'm in bed and at home and, and I haven't drank, but yeah, I, I would, there was, like I said, there was a few times that first couple of years that, yeah, I would dream about it and it scared the crap out of me. Well, I was going to ask you, when you wake up and first of all, you go through the, that was a dream, thank God. Um, my own opinion is that dreams of relapsing and drinking are a good thing because that's your mind keeping you in shape. That's your mind saying, hey, don't slip. I I definitely agree with that. You know, it, it's, it gives you a brief image of what your life used to be like. Yeah, and, uncontrollable. And, uh, yep. You, like me, were... Uh, everything centered around when your first drink was going to be if you were doing something at work and somebody brought something up you barely listened to it because your only thought was you're going to get off in about an hour and a half you need to go to your favorite liquor store you need to get your booze you need to start drinking at such and such because it's a routine that you got to keep yeah. going absolutely that was, my, that was my priority my number one priority i didn't take care of bills i almost had my, i almost had my car repoed i'm sure you heard that episode yeah, um, you know, and and I I was totally uh, oblivious to uh, anything going around me as far as my family, um, and my only uh, thought was drinking that day. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, you know, it's it's kind of finding out where your where your buddies are going to be, so you go out and meet them, or you know, like you say. Uh, I get off work here in about 20 minutes. Where's the closest liquor store so I can pick up what I need? And yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's, it's a constant life of planning ahead. I'm going to need this. I've got enough to get through that. We're going camping this weekend. We're going to have to stop and pick up all of this. So yeah, it's, it's constant planning ahead, which, you know, and being sober, I am absolutely terrible at now. Well, so let me ask you some things. What are some of the rewards of sobriety that you've uh, achieved. And, oh boy. And, and to someone that's brand new or to someone that might be thinking, maybe I should check it out. Maybe, uh, maybe I drink too much. What are your words to someone that's just feeling it out? First and foremost, doesn't it feel good in the morning to wake up and not be hungover? Oh, oh my course. My God, uh, and and my hangovers would last a day or two, a full day, or maybe even two. Yeah. No. So, uh, and then then think about if uh, you know, like like I was having, if you're having legal problems because of your drinking. Yeah. It is it is so nice to not have to, you know, if you're out driving somewhere and you yeah. see it up and get nervous. Am I driving okay? You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and everything, I mean, everything is a reward. You know, here's here's one thing that I will never forget as long as... Go ahead. ...actually talked about we did this. Uh, the first time that I walked out of a meeting and I realized how blue the sky was and how green the grass was. And that's the first time I had realized that and I can't even tell you how long. Yeah, isn't that something? Yes. Yep. Um, you know... For me, it was slowly chipping away at things that I never took care of, like uh, 
restoring my credit. Man, I had such worth. I couldn't buy a pencil 14 yep. years ago. My credit was shot. It was not worrying about the phone ringing and have some bill collector trying to reach me. Yes, exactly. Uh, it was uh, doing something you love, whether you love or not, or, or, or actually just going to a job and holding it and doing a good job and going yep. home. Yep. And um, you know what I mean? Um, yep. Restoring uh, certain things in your family. Like, uh, did you have a, you have a good relationship with your family now? I, my, my uh, relationship with my parents and uh, yeah, with my whole family uh, is great. Um, we love each other. We love spending time to each other. Uh, unfortunately, it's not as often as we would like now that I'm here and, and they spend their winters in, in Florida. Uh, but yeah, my, my relationship with my family could, could not be any better. And you know what? That's part of the program. That's something that you've gained their respect. Yep by going day by day by day by day month to month year to year yep. um, and that's something you just can't um, that's something you can't expect on a silver platter because I remember when I was getting sober I kept expecting people that I had burned before and family members to reach out and throw the red carpet at me and say hey you're a wonderful guy you're you're super uh, huge uh, influence on people just because yep. I was staying sober and I was doing the right thing that's something that takes a long time with yes. certain people to repair damage that was done when yes. we were drinking. Because remember, you and I both admitted when we were drinking, we were so unbelievably selfish. Yes. Yep. Uh, you know that old saying, it's a selfish program. I get it now. It is a selfish program to this day still. But if someone wants to call me self selfish for staying sober and, and, and being part of my life and and, and thinking about it every single day that I'm sober, stay sober, then I can be selfish all I want. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, one of, the, one, one of the things that I do like about AA the most is, uh, you know, the making amends. Um, yes, yeah. And I have been very fortunate that uh, everybody that I have reached out to uh, in my amends process that uh, I have hurt during, that I hurt during my drinking. Um, they've all been now. Granted, some of them have been years and years and years. You know, since I had spoken to them. Yeah. Um, but they have all been, um, you know, very supportive in in my sobriety and uh, accepted my apologies and uh, welcomed me back into their lives. And it's just, it's it's a great feeling. It really is. That's the gift of uh, sobriety and. Uh... I have my one of my favorite moments and I'll ask you this do you remember if you can think back because you're a little longer than I am you're 13 years now and I'm almost 13 well, yeah we're just a couple months apart right do you remember the first time that you felt the obsession was lifted on you that you didn't think about drinking all day long that you went a full day you went a couple days without th the obsession now was lifted do you remember that well, not the specific moment. Um, I, I do think that uh, a good portion of that happened, uh, like I just said, that day that I walked out of the meeting and, and realized how green and, yeah. and the grass and, and stuff like that. Um, uh, but other than that, there is not one real big moment that I that I realized that. I, I think for me that came kind of... Uh, from from that first moment, uh, a little at a at a time, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, they say a moment of clarity. They say 
clarity to me is when you finally realize that you have peace with yourself yes and that you know that your journey has to continue by doing the right thing for yourself you know <laughs> and you know like i said before and i don't think i got the answer from because i keep interrupting you but <laughs> uh anyone that's new and i mean you know a week or two and you know this from us being on you know you're you're 13 years sober you know that we don't look down on anyone we we that's praise anyone that's a week sober so if, it's not like we walk around and go hey how many years are you oh you're if, five yeah, yeah exactly you know uh if if you're trying you have my respect that's that's all you know yeah Show that you, there is an effort there that you care that this is something that you want uh you have my respect and i will talk to you as much as you need you know um so the the things that i would say um for for one i mean this is it's such a a widespread problem uh yeah i know it's tough but for one thing try not to beat yourself up too much that's not going to do you any good oh my god that's funny that you said that um this cuz when i was in my first 11 months um, yep and i was in that uh one sober place called pathfinders yep there was an there was an older guy that would get up on the podium and look out to everyone in the room all guys uh it was the men's meeting and uh i don't know how many years he had at that point but he would say don't beat yourself up give yourself a break yep absolutely uh it's it's not going to do you any good uh constantly beating yourself up you know it's you're doing no good uh forgive yourself and forgive and, yourself and the uphill climb Darren you would agree with me the uphill climb is so worth it yeah it is it is it's it's going to seem like a lot of work but you know what nothing good ever comes easy so no it doesn't and listen you had just said i don't know 10 minutes ago that you thought you were um you know since you haven't been to a few meetings here and there you may be in a stray of aa you just said it right you just hit it right on the head that was completely what you just said is completely uh, uh right out of the aa handbook man so you are living the uh, the world of aa whether you know it or not you know what i you you have to you know you have to 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 stay here you you take you take things that are i mean not everything in any program is going to be not you know not everything is going to be for you but you take the things that work for you and you use them to your advantage you right that's right and you um, know what some people might have to go to um you know 14 meetings a week that's their preference that's their program ab- absolutely if that's what works for you then then you do it you know yeah for me part of my program is making podcasts and for me having people on like you where I get to hear what you have to say because remember when we first start going to meetings we don't really want to pay attention um you know we're all beat up like you said yep. we're we're either badgering ourselves we don't want to be there we're in denial and we just are pissed off because it's yep. not the most it's not the most glamorous thing to sit around and listen to people talk about their story right and and when you first get started nobody really wants to admit that you're an alcoholic you don't you don't want to admit that you are a slave to something so that's that's a very tough thing to get past yeah well listen um, there you know go ahead what were you going to okay. say 
I was just going to say uh, one one other thing. I mean, and and read read up on the subject, and uh, you know, do some studying and and things like that. And you know, I mean, I'm not I'm not suggesting this is a great idea for everyone. But four years in, I went and got a tattoo, um, and I had in some of my reading that I found, I, I read something that I really like, and that was the phrase "never give up." Right. And and I have that. Uh, in, in a tattoo I got for my sobriety. And when I have a tough day, I look at that and and it gives me strength and I, I get through the day and on to another one, you know, so. You know what, I do the, I, I do the same thing. I'm not a tattoo guy, but um, I wear a ring with a triangle uh, symbol on it. And as a matter of fact, I have it on my left hand finger because I broke my right hand finger. So everybody always says, you're married? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, goofy like me is, I am not married, but it's a, it's a triangle. It's the AA symbol that I look at every single day when I wake up. Yeah. You know, uh, if, if I could real quick, I, I know we're probably going to jump off of here, but, uh, for my 13th, um, for my 13th birthday here in December, a buddy of mine sent me this very cool gift. Uh, it's a, uh, a dog tag on a chain. Yeah, and the front of it has my sobriety date on it, and it's got the uh, the that triangle symbol that you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's on the the coins that you get from from AA. Right, and it's it's got that on it, and on the back of it, it says one day at a effing time, and that's <laughs> you're right. That's what you got to do. That's that's recovery. That's one of the most. Um, that's one of the most simplest rules that there are. Yep. One day at a time. Yep. You know, I remember when I was in my first uh, year and I was in that house, and I remember the cook uh, who was hired to come out and cook uh, meals for us at, the, at Pathfinders, and he was a brilliant guy. And he used to uh, sit in to our weekly um, house meetings, and I was in the third house, and there was about, I don't know, 10 of us. And I remember one time he had said, and it pissed me off, he had said to us, you know what? <laughs> One day, I might drink, you know, but for today, I'm pretty sure I won't. I'm pretty certain I won't. And it used to piss me off. I'm like, well, if you think you're going to drink again, why, why, are don't you... You go, why don't you go down to the street, uh, half mile down to that bar over there? But yep. thinking about it later, it made completely, complete sense. And, you know, that's another thing. When you first start out and you think, because I've had people tell me before, dude, you can never drink again. Underline the never part. That's a lot yep. of pressure. That was a lot of pressure. Yep. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, and it, it's kind of funny looking back on it too. I mean, there are, there are, when you're first getting started in this program, there are things you're going to hear that are going to piss you off. Yeah, right. But, but hopefully, hopefully that's enough to light a fire under you to just keep going, you know? Yeah, but ironically, later on when you've progressed, you think back to what that one person said and you're like, that person was absolutely right. Yep, yep. And that's how we grow. And to all the people that are new, like you had said earlier, just keep coming back and you said, never give up. Never give up, yep. And that's that's the beauty of this program of the AA because people who do relapse, um, unfortunately there are some, a few, I talked about this yesterday, that are so ashamed that they won't go back and that's and that's too bad I, I think that kind of goes back to um i think what i said about not being so hard on yourself yeah absolutely um, 
Yes, yes, there's there's going to be shame for a little while, but as as far as I'm concerned, that means that you're learning from from this, you know? Yeah, of course. Of course. And you know like I do, and you've seen it happen. You've seen miracles happen where people embrace the people that stand up and say, "I'm a newcomer. I relapsed last night." And to me, that takes more strength uh than anything you got because obviously you've 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 uh had a slip Yep. You 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 wanted to test the gosh awful theory that I'm I'm hey man I I can drink like anyone else. I can drink like a normie and, and then you realize you can't. You come back into those rooms and stand up and say, "Yep. I'm a newcomer." And you know, yep. if anyone and I've seen it happen on a few times rare, I've seen people be really harsh and mean and talk behind that person's back and it makes me so mad when I hear that. Yep. You know what kind of representative are you that uh you're uh chastising someone who's made a a, li- a, a mistake in life. We're all human. Um part another part of the program is is service and if you are like that to somebody you're not, you know, you're not you're not doing that part of the program. That's not a service to anybody. No, it's a hindrance is what it We're, is. Just... We are here to help each other. I'm so glad you brought that up. Darren, is there anything else you want to say to people that are that uh, let's just say anything you want to say to someone who may be on the fence that someone was asked, "Hey, you should listen to this podcast that this idiot Bromo puts together and uh and and they might be thinking <laughs> they might be thinking to themselves, "Gee, I wonder if I drink too much. I wonder if I should seek it out. Do you have anything that you want to say to anybody?" Um well, yeah, first of all, um to to uh, the Facebook group um there is a way out facebook group you guys are awesome um i i usually read pretty much everybody that posts on there and you know it's you're a good group of people i enjoy being on there i enjoy uh the interaction with people on there and uh you know let's just let's let's stay together and uh together we'll get uh, we'll have a better life um anybody who is on the fence um this will be the best gift you could possibly give to yourself. Oh, um, it's yeah, it's 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 not an easy road which I think both Broma and I have said um but yeah, it's it's so rewarding and worth it and uh you know, um like I've said just never never give up. I'm never so give up. Uh, Darren, I'm glad you brought that up because on Facebook if you are listening to this and you want to be part of our group i'm so proud of it uh, a friend of mine talked and uh, brought this idea up to me probably two and a half three years ago to start a special yep. group called there is a way out we have about 700 members on there and all you got to do is send me an invite and boom you're in and um everybody's so positive on there you're absolutely right people will uh reach out people will talk about their weakness people will go on there and say i'm having a little bit of trouble or people will go on there and praise how many years they've been sober and i totally yes. encourage that absolutely know? yep brag brag a little bit again it's a big <laughs> deal uh, a day is a big deal 13 yeah. years is a big deal so well listen this is darren a good buddy of mine darren you stay with me real quick i want to uh just end with this if there's anybody okay. out there that has heard darren and myself talk especially darren's story and if you're on the fence and you're listening to this because somebody recommended it 
just like he said, never give up and you owe yourself a break. There is a way out.